You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey church, so good to have you here with us in our service today here online. And uh, we wanna welcome you, whatever campus you're in from. Um, you're awesome, we're so glad you're here. I do wanna give today a special shout out to our Whangarei campus. They're at level two. We're all very jealous of you guys here in Auckland of what you're able to do in level two in Whangarei. They're, they're able to gather in the room. So there's 100 people gathering in the room right now in our Whangarei campus, and we just want to say, you're awesome. They're tuning in today on the message, and uh, you're a blessing to us, and we pray you guys have an absolutely amazing day, living the dream up there in level two. Uh, it's so awesome to have you here with us. If you want to join in on the service with the notes, you can follow that in the Elam Christian Center app. You can find the, um, the sermon notes there. If you're on the online platform, the notes are going to come up, and you can find that in the notes tab, and you can join and follow along on the sermon today. I want to share a message uh, that's on my heart that I've called God is, God is. And uh, one of the things that we believe that is nearest and dearest to, to the heart of God is that you, friend, would know Him. In fact, God's, one of God's greatest desires is that every single person on this earth would know Him. They'd know Him personally. That's why He went to the cross. That's why He leaves the 99, because He is relentless in His pursuit of every single person, that we would come to the knowledge of God, that we would know Him, be reconciled into relationship with Him. And uh, that's such a huge driver for us in what we do and why we do what we do. It's why we're still doing church online, because we believe there's still people out there that need to know God, that lost people need to be found. And our services, we do them so that lost people can come to know the love and the grace and the goodness of God. So our heart, our desire and God's desire is that you would know Him. So I'm interested today. I'm interested today in you knowing Him. But more than that, I'm interested today in how you know Him or who you know Him as. Who is God to you? God is. Who is God uh, to you in your journey today? And so what I wanna do today is I wanna dive in, I wanna explore this whole idea uh, of not just you knowing God, but who you know Him as and who He is to you. I wanna dive into a scripture today and I wanna use this scripture just to unpack some stuff and, 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 and help you on this little journey we're gonna go on. So let's open up to Psalm 25, verse four to five. You can find it in your notes there. It says this, let me read it for you. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. It's a beautiful psalm from David, the psalmist who writes these words. And what I wanna do today is I wanna take a few minutes just to unpack this psalm. I wanna go almost layer by layer because in it, the psalmist, he gives this beautiful picture of different levels or different ways that we can know God or who God is and what He's like and, and how we can know Him in our lives. And I wanna just journey through that because no matter where you are on the spectrum today, whether you are close to God, whether you know God, you've been walking with Him for 50 years, or maybe today you're brand new, you're in this thing, and maybe you're joining online for the very first time and you're very far from God, I wanna encourage you today. Uh, maybe through this message, you'll come to know God a little bit better, a little bit closer. Maybe you'll find a new richness in your walk with God today. So I'm gonna give a different way you can know God, but then with that, I'm also gonna give a question that I want you to ask yourself. And this is to stir maybe a little bit of growth in your own life to know God a little bit better. Are you ready? 
You can take your first note today. Here it is. Number one, God as my maker. Who is God? God as my maker. The first part of that psalm says this, make me know your ways, O Lord. When I say maker, um, I don't necessarily mean God is your maker as in the one who made you, although that is exactly who God is. He is, in fact, your maker. He's the one who made you. He made the heavens and the earth. He loves you and he made you. Uh, but I don't necessarily mean that in this context right now. What I mean is God is your maker as in like the one that makes you do stuff. Like God is just this one that makes me do all these kinds of things, makes me live a certain way whether I like it or not. We all kind of, growing up, our parents make us do certain things like, my mum and dad, they made me make my bed. They made me do that. I didn't really want to do that, but they made me make my bed. Maybe your parents like, made you do the dishes or made you apologise to your brother or your sister when you didn't want to do it. So like it or not, this is what you're being made to do. Um, my mum um, is kind of the alternative remedies mum. That's kind of growing up, my mum was the alternative remedies mum. So any alternative remedies Kids out there, uh, your mum and dad were the alternative remedies people. We're gonna start a small group. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna help each other out, find freedom on this journey. But my mum uh, just loved to bring different remedies to us that would help us and grow us. And she used to make us take them. Now, in the early 90s, my mum got on the buzz of kombucha. Now, I know now, modern day, modern time right now, kombucha is this big thing and everyone's on it and everyone's loving it. It's all kombucha, yay. But back in the early 90s and late 80s, my mum was making kombucha. She was way ahead of her time. And so my mum, man, she had this, this bowl and it had this scoby, scoby, scooby thing, mushroom thing floating on its own juices under a tea towel in the pantry. And she used to make us drink a cup of this stuff every day and it was foul, it was disgusting, it was vinegary and just absolutely hideous and I hated taking it, but my mum used to make me take this stuff every single day. I've been ruined for kombucha. Now before all you hippies out there are like, you shouldn't do it properly, you need to try my kombucha. Listen, you just keep that to yourself. I don't wanna have any part of that. You be blessed by your own kombucha. I'm good, I've, I'm, I've had enough, I'm absolutely fine. But my mum would make me drink this stuff. And for some of us, uh, that is how we know God. That is kind of like the, the, the way we know God. God is just like our maker. He's the one that makes us do stuff. It's like God sort of seems to sit far away from us. And He, from the outside in, He's got these ways about Him. He's got these ways He wants us to live. He wants us to live a certain way. And from a distance, He makes us live these ways. Some things, you know, I know there's these ways of God. And as a Christian, there's some I can't do this and I can do that or I shouldn't do this or I should do that or I mustn't do this or I must do that. And, and when we live with knowing God only at this level, if that's all God is to you, is, is your maker, the one that sits far away and makes you do stuff, then we can almost have this, Reluctance. It's almost like this very rigid, religious, structured, regimented kind of way of knowing God, this faraway God who we kind of reluctantly follow what He wants us to do. But it's almost like we don't fully understand why we're doing this. Like we know this is what God wants me to do, but I'm not entirely sure why I'm supposed to be doing that, living that way. Friend, do you know God only is your maker today? the one that makes you do stuff. Whether you like it or not, it's like you're making you do this stuff, this is who God is, these are His ways, and you like it or not, this is what you've got to do. Do you know I'm only as your maker? 
And if you know I'm only as your maker, man, I've got good news because there's a whole bunch of levels that you've never experienced yet. Here's a question I wanna give to you today. I wanna pose this to you because right now you might have a level of belief. Yeah, I believe that God is my maker and God's there, but I don't really know any more than that. Here's what I wanna say. Here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Am I ready for more than just belief? Am I ready for more than just belief? Because you might have a belief in God that yeah, God is there and He's real, but he's just kind of this faraway maker who makes us all do this kind of stuff. I gotta tell you, friends, there's so much more than just that belief. There's a depth and a richness. I wanna uncover that a little bit more as we go on today. The level, the second level that we find in this psalm is that, excuse me, God as my teacher. God as my teacher. The second line says this, teach me your paths. See, a maker, a maker makes you do stuff. Whether you like it or not, uh, they make you do stuff. But a teacher, on the other hand, a teacher guides, a teacher instructs, a teacher helps, a teacher walks alongside. See, a maker is far away, but a teacher, a teacher is way more relational. God is your teacher, so much more relational. See, a teacher isn't far away, a teacher is actually in the room with you. Or like right now, most of the kids right now, the teacher's on the Zoom with you. That's where they are. And yeah, shout out to all the teachers right now who are, man, doing the hard yards, trying to teach their kids on Zoom in houses around the country, wherever you are. Shout out to all the parents as well who are having to be homeschool parents right now. You never saw that one coming again, uh, but good, you're doing an amazing job. I'm a terrible homeschool parent. My wife does all that work. I just stay out of it. When I was 15, I was... Uh, about 14, 15 years old, I was in year 11 at school, so fifth form year. In my fifth form year, I met a teacher that I had. His name was Mr. Darren Warsfold. And he was a Christian, he was a believer, and I wasn't at the time. And uh, what I, when I first joined his class, he saw something in me and my brother. And he began to pray for me and my brother, him and his wife, they began to pray for us. And for three years, they prayed for us. And he was my teacher. He guided me and helped me with things of education and physical education and outdoor education and knowledge. And he helped me and guided me and stuff. But more than that, he became a friend. He became a mentor. He became the person that I turned to when I did finally come to Christ. He got alongside me and he discipled me in the ways of God and taught me the Word of God. And man, he just helped me so much in my life. He didn't just help me with knowledge and understanding school stuff and things. He also helped me with my life. He helped me to understand my life and who I am and who I was. He helped me to understand uh, what I was called to do and who I was called to be and, and beyond just school. See, a good teacher doesn't just grow you in knowledge, they grow you as a person. And, and the, the amazing thing is the Bible says this in John chapter 14, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit, God Himself, the Holy Spirit is our Teacher, He's the one that guides us and leads us and instructs us. And He's the one that comes alongside us. Friends, when you know God is your teacher, you don't just now have knowledge imparted. You don't just have this knowledge about God and His ways. You now have a teacher that is helping you understand and also live that out. See, you might know God is your maker and He's got these ways, but when you know God is your teacher, that's, that, that verse there says, teach me your 
paths. See, you realise when you know God is your teacher that there is a path that God has for you to walk with your life and the teacher is there. Not just how you, so you understand, oh yeah, this is the ways of God, but there is a path that God has for my life that He's wanting me to walk and me to live and me to go out and the teacher is there to help you stay on that path and go, hey, walk this way and learn this lesson and grow in this area. And the teacher, the great thing about teachers is they bring out in you the stuff that's in you that they can grow it and they can develop it. And God has put gifts and God has put dreams and God has put desires and God has put personalities on the inside of every single one of us. There is a gift and there is a grace of God on your life. And God is your teacher, doesn't want you just to remotely follow His ways. He wants you to live the path that He's got for your life. The Bible says, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, for good and not for evil, to give you future and to give you hope. See, the teacher, God, your teacher wants to lead you into these paths of life and bring out in you, help you discover what it is you are made for. There's a path for you to walk, friend, that God has ordained and destined for you to walk and for you and you alone to walk. And God, as your teacher, wants to draw that out in you and grow it in you and lead you into that plan. It's amazing. In fact, God is so invested in this and we are so invested in this. It's why we have the growth track. It's why in two weeks time, we're gonna be starting the growth track again. It's gonna be either online or in person. And we wanna help you discover through the growth track, the gifts of God on your life. So you can walk hand in hand with the teacher and walk the path that he has for you. There is a purpose to your life and there is a purpose to every single day when you know God as your teacher. So when I was in school, I was really bad at maths, like super bad at maths. I failed school C maths twice. Two years running, I failed school C maths. And uh, one of the things I remember about maths tests, which I really didn't like, I hated them. But one of the, the, the questions or the things I really hated in a maths test is when they would give you a question and they would say, write your answer. And then they would say, and give why you got that answer. Or in other words, show your working or show how you got to the answer. So what they're saying is, I don't wanna know just what the answer is, I wanna know why that's the answer. I used to hate those tests, man, they were absolutely horrible. But friends, if you only know God as your maker, then all you know is what God wants you to do. This, these are the ways, this is what I'm supposed to do. But when you know God is your teacher, you start to understand why why God is calling you to live that way, why His ways are so amazing, why God is calling you to live for Him and do this and do that. There's an understanding you start to get when you know Him as your teacher. God is your teacher. Friend, do you know Him as your teacher? Here's a question I want you to ask yourself. The question is this, what is God teaching me right now? Right now in this moment, right now in this global pandemic, right now in this lockdown season that we're back in again as a nation, what is God teaching you right now? Because if He's your teacher, He's never stopped teaching you. He's always teaching. What is God teaching me right now? The third layer, as we go another layer deeper, of who God is and how you can know Him, is this number three, God as my captain. God is my captain. Verse five says this, lead me in your truth. Lead me in your truth. When I was 25, I um, decided to take up playing rugby and I'd never played rugby really before, except for in primary school at lunchtimes. 
And uh, for some reason, I decided, hey, you know what? Playing rugby is going to be a great idea. So I decided to play rugby, and I signed up at about 20, at 25 years old after having never really played rugby before in my life. Uh, and I joined the Pakaranga under 85 kg Vipers. And that was the team I got in, involved with. And actually, Pastor Adam Frost from our Papakura campus, he was on the team. And uh, we started training together and, and, and playing rugby. And uh, I was not very good at uh, understanding everything like that. But by, by some bizarre situation, the coaches obviously weren't the brightest lights on the Christmas tree. They decided to make me the captain of the team. And so I was a terrible captain. I'm telling you, I was a terrible captain of the team. In my first game as captain, in the first 10 minutes of the game, I got sent off for punching somebody. And uh, I was a terrible captain. And the other reason I was a terrible captain is because I didn't know what decisions to make on the field because I'd never really played much rugby before. And so when things happened, it was like, what are we supposed to do? And then everyone looked to me as the captain to make a decision. I had these guys around me wanting me to make a call for them as a team. I just wasn't a, a very good captain. Friends, you can know God as your maker, the one who makes you do stuff. You can know God as your teacher, but there is a profound moment. There's a profound moment in every Christian's life where we start to understand and know God as our captain. He is my leader. Where there is a submission of my will into the hands of God, where it's no longer me calling the shots for my life. I'm gonna submit my life. I'm gonna submit my will because now I'm not the captain. Jesus is the captain and I'm gonna know Him as the captain of my life. He's gonna call the shots. Galatians 2.20, I love this. Paul writes this, I've been crucified with Christ. So now no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I li now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Here's what I believe. I believe many people, and maybe you who are watching here today, I believe many people fail to step fully into the call of God for their life because they are reluctant to give up the captaincy. They're reluctant to trust, fully trust God and say, God, I'm gonna submit my will, no longer me, now it's you, you're the one that's calling the shots. We, we, we have a reluctance to give up the captaincy of our own life and give it to Jesus and say, Jesus, you're my captain. And here's why, because we are worried and we are unsure because if we do, what will He make us do? If I say, Jesus, you're the captain of my life, I'm not gonna call the shots anymore. Not my will be done, your will be done. I'm gonna submit to your authority and your leadership. The, the, the danger we feel is that maybe, what if, what if I do that? And what if He sends me to the mission field? What if He makes me do something I don't wanna do? What if He sends me to the mission field? What if He calls me to be a pastor? What if He makes me preach? Or what if He calls me to politics? We need you there right now. Like, what if He calls me to politics? Or what if He calls me into business? What if, what if I submit to Him and, and as my captain and He calls me to do something that I don't wanna do? Listen, here, I wanna tell you this, that the truth is found, the reality of what He'll get you to do, what that your captain will call you into is found, the answer is found in that verse itself. It says this, lead me in your truth. Truth, that friends, 
If, you, if Jesus is your captain, that is where He's gonna lead you. He's gonna lead you into true fulfillment. He's gonna lead you into true purpose. He's gonna lead you into true life. He's gonna lead you into true meaning for what you're doing with your life. And you might come up with all kinds of grand ideas of what you would do as the captain of your life, but let me tell you, they will pale in comparison to the truth of the life that God would call you into. Friend, I never would have planned in my life to be doing what I'm doing right here, right now with you. It would never have entered into the entertainment of my mind to say, I'm gonna do this with my life. It was never part of my plans. And if I'd kept the captaincy, I would never ever be here. But somewhere along the way, I had enough just craziness to say, Jesus, I trust you as the captain of my life. It's your call, your will, not mine. And friend, now I'm here. Man, I'm living and experiencing true life, true calling, true p- potential. Friends, true purpose in my life. I would never have dreamed that, man, it is full and it is true and there is true joy where your captain is going to lead you. Friend, don't be worried about where he might lead you if you give him the captaincy. Say, Jesus, you are my captain. Where you call me to go, I will go. If you follow him, he'll lead you into truth. True meaning, true joy, true purpose true fulfillment, you'll never achieve it on your own. It will never quite be there. But if you trust Him, friends, He'll lead you into that. See, knowing Him as captain means submitting to His, submitting to His authority in every single area of your life. And I wanna encourage you, friend, I wanna encourage you with this question. I want you to ask this of yourself. Here it is. Where is my captain leading that I am yet to follow? Do you know Him as your captain? Where is my captain leading that I am yet to follow? That's a challenging and confronting question. Let's go a layer deeper in the sum. Let's go. Number level four is this. God as my saviour. God is my saviour. Who is he to you, friend? God is my saviour. For you are the God of my salvation. I find it kind of weird, personally, when I read through the psalm and I kind of unpack these layers, that at this point, in the, the plan that this is where we throw in God is my saviour. Because often when we talk about knowing God or who God is to you, that would be the first level we would go to. We would go to, hey man, knowing God is your saviour. Like we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's standard. We're all in need of a saviour. You are, I am. We've all fallen short of His glorious standard. Friends, we need to be made right with God. That's why Jesus went to the cross. And if you're here today and you don't even know God as your saviour, you've, you've never got right with God. You've never experienced the forgiveness of your sins. You're in a great place because in a few moments time, I'm gonna lead you into a place where you can get right with God here today. But friends, uh, it, it was, it's kind of seems to me a bit weird that this is where He brings in God as our Saviour. But I think it's here at this point in the Psalm because of this very reason. We can go along the path of knowing God and walking a journey with God. We can know Him as our Maker. We can know Him as our Teacher. We can know Him as our Captain. And somewhere along the way, when we've been journeying with God for a while, we can forget sometimes that He's the one that saved us. We can forget that we are still in need of a Saviour. We can still forget as we go on the journey that I didn't actually earn my salvation. I didn't earn my place. I didn't earn my position. And some of us watching here today, you've been in church 50 years. You've served on every single team. You've been there, done that. You bought the T-shirt. But listen, that's all great, but that doesn't save you. And, And I think the antidote 
to a, like often when we're walking with Jesus for a while, we're walking with God for a while, we can get a little bit puffed up in our own self-righteousness. And the antidote to a toxic self-righteous church culture is a church that at the core of who we are, we know God as our Saviour. That's who God is to us. That I didn't earn it, I don't deserve it. I stand here on this platform and you are where you are, but by the grace of God. I didn't do anything to earn this. I didn't do anything to deserve it. The journey I'm on is all because He has brought me here. He has done it. It's His work, not mine. And I, I, know, I know about you, but I know for me, I need to know God is my Saviour every single day. I need to be reminded every single day of the grace of God for me, the goodness of God towards me, that it's His work, it's His will, it's not mine. I'm still a work in progress. I still mess up every day. I still need help. I still need God to pull me out from where I am. If it wasn't for Him, I'd be lost, I'd be broken, I'd be derelict, I'd be stuck in the mud, I'll be destructive, but it's all because of Him that I stand here today. Friend, do you know Him as your Saviour? Do you know Him as your Saviour? Here's a question I, I, I want you to ask yourself, it's this. Where do I need God as my Saviour today? Where do I need God as my Saviour today? Maybe today you've maybe got a little bit puffed up on your own self-righteousness. Maybe you've kind of got to a place where you've forgotten that it's the grace of God that put you there. Friend, know God as you say, that's who He is. The last thought I wanna bring to you guys today is the last level is this, number five, God as my rest. God is my rest. I love the last part of this psalm, it says this, for you I wait all the day long. For you I wait all the day long. That word wait simply means a relying. It means a leaning on. It means a trusting in God. For you, I wait. I'm just gonna lean. I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna rely on you all day. That's what I'm gonna do. And I think this is one of the most beautiful ways to know God. It's, it's, it's knowing God as your rest, as your rest. Now, I've shared this with um, the Botany Campus um, just a little bit, but I haven't sh shared this broadly with everyone. But um, this last, for me, this last nine months has been quite a nightmare in terms of my own personal health. Um, this last nine months, I've been just battling with and dealing with um, balance issues uh, in my own life. And so um, last year, uh, nine months ago, I, got a, I had got a viral uh, infection. I didn't even know I was sick. I just got some virus that went into the, um, my inner ear and attacked the balance center in my inner ear. And what was supposed to recover within a couple of weeks, nine months later, still got ongoing issues. And what has now been diagnosed is I've got um, what seems to be permanent damage to the balance center in my right ear that's functioning about 30% less than it should be. And what that does is it creates um, added pressure on my eyes and different things to adapt and work the balance thing out because that's not working properly. And so what happens, happens is in high stimulation environments uh, where there's lots of light, lots of bright light, white light, lots of movement, lots of head movement, uh, lots of just visual stimulation and things going on when I have to focus really deeply. Um, what happens is my eyes can't do both jobs and so they give up the balance side and so I can find myself in different environments, finding myself getting really lightheaded, a bit spaced out, feeling a bit out of it. And uh, one of the toughest environments for this condition is church. It's standing on this platform right now, preaching this word is, 
It is incredibly difficult. And so for the last nine months, I've been just battling through this thing, trying to, come on, we gotta get through this. This is really tough. And man, it's, it's really challenging. And you probably don't notice it from where you are, but from where I am, uh, there's been some moments, even in this message right now, where I've been like, well, okay, hold it together, Stevie. Uh, but friends, you can imagine how challenging that is for someone who's a pastor and a leader and a preacher, how challenging that is, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, Man, it's, it's been incredibly tough where I've questioned so much, I've questioned the call of God in my life, I've questioned whether I can continue to do this, I've questioned all kinds of stuff. And in the midst of that, I've tried to, you know, like really just pray myself through it and, and just declare the promises of God and worship and seek God. And, and I've been praying and I've been fasting, and I've been binding, I've been loosening, I've been fighting. And it's almost like in the midst of it, I've been trying to conjure up or manufacture something that only God can do. And that, in a sense, is not that helpful, actually. It's not been that helpful. Uh, But what has been helpful is in the midst of this season has been learning to trust and know God as my rest. See, I can't conjure up only what He can do, but I can learn to lean on Him. I can learn to trust in Him. I can come to know Him as my rest, because when I trust in Him fully, that actually, God, you're the one that called me, you're the one that put me here, you're the one that pulled me out, and you're the one that's got this call on my life, so this has gotta be on you. It's not on, it can't, it's not on me, it's on you to, to come through in this thing, so all I have to do is lean on and trust and rely on God, and what I find in the midst of that is just rest. Rest, I'm like, wow, this is like, peace comes to your heart, peace comes to my heart, I'm like, man, I'm just, This is amazing that I'm starting to understand that it's not about me trying to make it happen or make it work or striving or trying or whatever. It's actually about just resting in His finished work. God is gonna do what He wants to do. And I have to just lean on Him and trust His power and trust His strength and trust His leading and trust His voice. That's all, I've just gotta be obedient and follow and lean on Him and trust in Him. And then I find within that this amazing, amazing rest. Friend, I feel like that's a word for somebody today. Here it is. God doesn't want you to strive or manufacture what only He can do in His own timing. He wants you to trust Him and know Him as your rest. As your rest. And you, I, for you I wait all the day long. I can find when I rely on Him and lean on Him and trust in Him, friends, I find this rest in God every day that it's actually His plan, it's His call, it's His will, it's His power, it's His way, it's not me. I just have to trust and be obedient, lean on Him. Friend, here's a question I wanna ask you to ask yourself, is this, am I striving or is God my rest? Am I striving, am I trying to conjure this up, I'm trying to make this happen, am I striving or is God my rest? Because friend, you can know Him, it's who He is. You can know Him as your rest. Maybe today, whatever stage you're in, maybe you know Him as your maker. It's the one that makes you do stuff. There's so much more to God than that. Maybe you know him as your teacher. Maybe you don't know him as your mate. You gotta know, man, God's got a plan, a path for you. Your teacher wants to draw that out in your life. Friends, maybe for some of you today, it's time to know God as your captain. To know him as the one you submit your life to God. I'm gonna submit my life, my will, everything. It's all yours. You're the one that calls the shots now. I believe in you. and You've taught me, you've led me, you've led me on this path, but now I'm gonna trust you. Now I'm gonna see you as my captain. Maybe today, 
It's about acknowledging again that you're in need of God as your Saviour, that you're stuck in your sin, you're stuck in your mess. Maybe you're in a, a deep hole right now in your own sin. You need God to rescue you and pull you out of that place. Maybe today it's about realising you didn't get where you are because of you. You got where you are because of Almighty God. Friends, maybe today you're striving, you're trying, but you gotta realise, especially right now in this COVID situation, like the world has gone crazy and all this stuff's happening. Friends, you can still find rest in God in this. He's still on the throne. He didn't abdicate the throne when COVID-19 showed up. He's still in charge and He's still the Lord of all. Friends, you can find your rest in the knowledge that God holds this whole world in the palm of His hands and He holds your eternity in it as well. And friends, I wanna, I wanna round this all off by kind of coming full circle a little bit and asking you again the question, how do you know God? Do you know God? Who is God to you? And if you're here today and you're watching and you're a part of the service and you be honest with me and say, Steve, actually, I don't even know Him at all. My life is very far from Him. Or maybe you knew Him once, you had this relationship with Him once, but right now there's a division in there. You're far from God. You've done some stuff, you've moved away, whatever's happened, but you're far from God today. I wanna let you know God loves you, God made you, He's got a great plan for your life. He desires that you would know Him. We all mess up in sin and fall short of a standard, but God in His grace sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He went to that cross, He died on that cross, He took upon Himself everything that you and I would do for our sin. And He extends to you today, not judgment, not condemnation, He extends to you His grace. Forgiveness for all your wrong, your guilt, your shame, your sin, gone. He gives you a brand new life, a brand new start that begins right here, right now. And friends, you get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. He wants to lead you into those paths of life that He has for you. And friends, you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. This life is not the end of the story. God has got eternity for you, friend. He's making the way. And friends, if you're not right with God today, if you're far from Him, you need to get right with Him. You wanna to come to know Him today. I wanna to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. I'm gonna pray this out loud. And wherever you are, you can join with me. Wherever you're watching this from, Join with me in this prayer. You can either pray it out loud or you can pray it in your heart. It doesn't bother me as long as you pray it. Are you ready? Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've messed up. I know I've sinned. But I believe Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old ways and I turn to you. I wanna know you. Come in. Be the Lord of my life and make me brand new today. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you pray that prayer, I'm so incredibly proud of you. I think you're absolutely amazing. And uh, friend, this is a fantastic and phenomenal day. Friends, thank you so much for being part of our services today, wherever you are, wherever you've joined in from. If you did make that decision, there's a little button that's coming up saying, I lift my hand, I raise my hand, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Push that button. We would love to help you on your journey. Otherwise, church, get to know God a little bit better as we go through this season. Friends, you can know Him. He is amazing. And I wanna encourage you to go to a whole nother level in your walk with Him. God bless you, church. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz